Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the October 24th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2419 through 2425 of the Catechism. 3. The Social Doctrine of the Church. 2419. Christian Revelation promotes deeper understanding of the laws of social living. The Church receives from the Gospel the full revelation of the truth about man. When she fulfills her mission of proclaiming the gospel, she bears witness to man in the name of Christ, to his dignity and his vocation, to the communion of persons. She teaches him the demands of justice and peace in conformity with divine wisdom. 2420. The Church makes a moral judgment about economic and social matters when the fundamental rights of the person or the salvation of souls requires it. In the moral order, She bears a mission distinct from that of political authorities. The Church is concerned with the temporal aspects of the common good because they are ordered to the sovereign good, our ultimate end. She strives to inspire right attitudes with respect to earthly goods and in socio-economic relationships. 24.21 The social doctrine of the Church, developed in the 19th century when the Gospel encountered modern industrial society with its new structure for the production of consumer goods, its new concept of society, the state and authority, and its new forms of labour and ownership. The development of the doctrine of the Church on economic and social matters attests the permanent value of the Church's teaching, at the same time as it attests the true meaning of her tradition, always living and active. 24.22 The Church's social teaching comprises a body of doctrine which is articulated as the Church interprets events in the course of history with the assistance of the Holy Spirit in the light of of the whole of what has been revealed by Jesus Christ. This teaching can more easily be accepted by men of goodwill, the more the faithful let themselves be guided by it. 24.23 The Church's social teaching proposes principles for reflection. It provides criteria for judgment. It gives guidelines for good action. Any system in which social relationships are determined entirely by economic factors is contrary to the nature of the human person and his acts. 24.24 A theory that makes profit the exclusive norm and ultimate end of economic activity is morally unacceptable. The disordered desire for money cannot but produce perverse effects. It is one of the causes of many conflicts which disturb the social order. A system that subordinates the basic right of individuals and of groups to the collective organisation of production is contrary to human dignity. Every practice that reduces persons to nothing more than means of profit enslaves man, leads to idolising money, and contributes to the spread of atheism. You cannot serve God and mammon. 24.25 The Church has rejected the totalitarian and atheistic ideologies associated in modern time with communism or socialism. She has likewise refused to accept in the practice of capitalism, individualism and the absolute primacy of the law of the marketplace over human labour. Regulating the the economy solely by centralised planning 
perverts the basis of social bonds, regulating it socially, so, solely by the law of the marketplace, fails social value. For there are many human needs which cannot be satisfied by the market. Reasonable regulation of the marketplace and economic initiatives in keeping with a just hierarchy of values and a view to the common good is to be commended. Okay, so we're looking at the social doctrine of the church. And this is uh, relatively new. It's only a couple of hundred years old. So in terms of the church, it's a relatively new part of Christian um, teaching. And it's to do with the modern society. That um, until you had the Industrial Revolution, we were living in a different world. And the church's teaching adapted to the new reality, uh, which now is quite old, but the new reality of um, mechanization, of factories, of a different type of, of, of economy. And I suppose what it's saying is, again, that it is important to protect people. That people have to be at the basis of the economy and not money. That obviously money is a big part of the economy, but that it cannot be based solely on money. It has to be based on humanity, on helping people, on... Um, on allowing people to, to do well for themselves. And it's not that a worker has to be taken advantage of and made work um, and made earn every possible penny that they can for their employer. But that there has to be a balance. That yes, work is good. Yes, we need to work. And I suppose also to say that um, the church on the does uh, want to give some limits to, um, to free market economies. It does want to provide some limits also for, capit for, for capitalism, to say that it's not absolutely good. But on the other hand, the church more or less condemns communism or socialism, socialism taken in this economic sense. The idea that my work has nothing to do with what I earn. The idea that everybody should, uh, that there is no private property that the state owns everything on behalf of people, that this is not acceptable to the church. Because again, there's this concept of, um, of property that is a, a very old concept in the church, that with property, with riches, with wealth, comes responsibility, comes the need to take care of each of others, comes the need to prepare for future generations, but that this is a better way to do things than communism, which is nearly nearly impossible to be uh, compatible with Christianity, that the um, that these atheistic and totalitarian regimes are um, um, are places where there is a lot of abuse of rights, are um, not uh, good places for 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 Catholic morality. They are not good places for the social doctrine, because ultimately, then, what is important is the state, and not the individual, not the person. And the church always tries to promote a person-based, one that can help people, to help them, not simply to give them a handout, but to help them to work. Obviously, if somebody is in need, if somebody is sick, if somebody is unable to work for whatever reason, sure, the state should take care of them. But also the economy should help people to work, but on the other hand, help um, the, uh, the people to um, not, be, not be judged solely on their work. 
that it's a factor, it's an element. It's also something that gives us dignity, but it's not the most important thing. That always the person is more important than the work, the person is more important than money, the person is more important than the business. And again, to have a person-centred view of what the economy is, to have a person-centred view of the social doctrine. And again, this is a relatively new part of Catholic uh, moral theology, but it is one that is very rich, and there are many documents, many encyclicals written by the different popes, uh, many many sources of it. So again, it's something that the Catechism can only go over in a very basic level, but which has great depth in other documents that those who are interested can study uh, more fuller, in a more full way, in a fuller way this. And I suppose where you would start to study would be to start looking at the different footnotes that are here. It talks about Gaudium in Space, Centesimus Annus of uh, John Paul II, that these are the, the places where we should start to look, that there's a whole collection of encyclicals written by the different popes, um, for well over a hundred years now, on this, um, on these issues, and that's probably would be the best place to start to get a deeper appreciation of it. And so, very good. So we'll finish here, and tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers twenty four, twenty six, through twenty four thirty. God bless.